welcome once again to precept on spirit blood podcast i'm reverend dr tim lulua liu and it's my pleasure to come your way one more time this morning uh we have studied the first five verses of the new testament and i want to believe that it has been a very wonderful journey for you so far as it has been for me too i believe you have been greatly blessed i believe the insights you have received from the word daily has been a tremendous blessing to your life uh, the daily immersion in the word the you know daily study of the word just taking one more look at the at the word of god i believe it's been of great help to your life uh, so far uh, today we are going to start off with Matthew chapter 1 verse 6 and I tell you we've reached a crucial point in the story of uh, or, or, or in the Bible story in the in the account of Jesus's genealogy Matthew chapter 1 verse 6 says and Jesse begat David the king and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah so here we see the first introduction of the man David. Remember, between Abraham and David, 14 generations. Between David and the captivity of Babylon, 14 generations. And then between the captivity of Babylon and the birth of Jesus Christ, 14, 14 generations. So we have reached a very crucial point in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. The introduction of the man David. The birth of the man, David, David the king. And you see, the way he was introduced was actually with a special pomp, David the king. No one else in this entire genealogy was introduced that way. Others that were qualified, we find Rehab, oh, who later we realized was Rehab the harlot. We saw the one who has been the wife of Urias. But David was qualified as the king the king and david was special in many ways on many fronts he was special to god he was special to men because there is no way you tell the history of israel today the history of the jews today and you won't mention king david he became the focal point for royalty for kingship in the entire israel in the whole of israel up till today David, I tell you, was a very special man. And one of the things I've always maintained these days, if you find anyone who is special, who is unique, who is blazing the trail, doing amazing things, if you find anybody who is better than you in any way, study, try to find out what advantage do they have. There is hardly anybody that has a special advantage in life or that has a special manifestation in life or that is doing better than you in any way in life that doesn't have an advantage over you. In most cases, they do. The question is, what is that advantage? Someone is maybe, for, for, for instance, richer than you. What advantage do they have over you that is putting more money in their account? It could simply be that they are more hardworking. So yes, you to get the hard work done. It could be that their business is located in a more profitable location. You see, that could be an advantage. It could be that, you know, for instance, the person comes from a rich family and then they simply set him up financially. So that could be the advantage. Just make up your mind that your children will also have that advantage. So you work hard now. Do what you ought to do now. So that somebody will look at your children tomorrow and say, oh, they came from a rich family. 
So going by this standard, what exactly made David special? Many things really. But I found a scripture that details seven primary things that distinguished uh, the life of David. Seven primary things that distinguished the life of David. For Samuel, we read chapter 16 and um, verse 18. They were looking for a man. Saul was in search of a man who could, you know, uh, play well. And uh, in First Samuel chapter 16, verse 18, Babu says, Then answered one of his servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son. I have seen a son. I have seen a son of Jesse. One thing, David was his son. And when I say son, he was a thorough son. Remember the day that um, uh, Samuel went to anoint a king in the house of Jesse. I mean, David was busy at his duty post. His father had sent him to go and build with the sheep. He wasn't even there. He was so busy with the assignment that he almost forgot he existed. David was his son, a thorough one at that, thorough one. And I, I tell you, many of the things that made David rise was introduced into his life through sonship, really. Look at the day Samuel came. Samuel came to the house of Jesse. Samuel did not go looking. I want to see David. No, he came to Jesse and he said, bring your sons. So his anointing as king was premised upon his sonship. The day he killed Goliath, how did he kill Goliath? His father sent him on an errand to go and deliver stuff to his brothers. So again, his exposure to Goliath, his defeat of Goliath was premised upon his sonship. Look again, his exposure to the palace. How did he get to the palace? They say, I have seen a son of Jesse. And when you read verse 19 of that, 1 Samuel 16, he says, Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David, thy son. So again, his journey into the palace was premised upon his sonship. Many great things that will happen in our lives will be premised upon, will be premised rather on our sonship. The problem is many people don't realize it. Many people don't know how pivotal this issue of sonship is. Are you a son? Are you a son? I have found, I have found a son of Jesse. Let me ask you, whose son are you? Who is that person who is a spiritual covering over your life? Some people don't like to hear the word spiritual covering, spiritual father. Well, if you have a problem with the term, I have no problem with you. But if you have a problem with the concept, then you need to read your Bible again. If you like, call it mentor, discipler, whatever. But so long as you understand the concept of submission, the concept of followership, uh, the concept of leadership, uh, concept of uh, loyalty, concept of um, responsibility, concept of accountability. So long as you understand these things, uh, then I think we're on the same page. Are you a son? Who is your father? Who is your spiritual father? And how committed are you in that process of sonship? Remember the story of, of Samuel himself, the prophet. The day God called on him, he heard the voice of Eli. So his call into the prophetic office was premised upon his sonship. What if he was a rebellious boy? But each time Eli called him, he would be like, this old man, please leave me alone. That was the same way we would have answered the day God called him. 
lot of things are premised upon our sonship. And I'm charging you today to be a true son. A true son. So he says, I found a son. That's the number one thing. Son of Jesse the Bethlehemite. Number two, he says, he is cunning in plain, meaning he has a skill. Let me ask you, what skill do you have? In, in what thing have you gained mastery? What value can you bring to the table? What is it that you can contribute? You know, for some people, oh, I can sing, oh, I can, I have the gift of administration, I can organize stuff, I can, you know, talk very well, I can, you know, but what skill, what is that one thing that you can say, well, if you need somebody to do this, I'm the guy. Let me tell you this, until you find at least one thing that you can, or one area where you can supply good value, you need to reconsider the worth of your living. Your life is worth living when there is something valuable you can deliver. That you can beat your chest and say, if you are looking for so so kind of person, if you are looking for somebody to do this, to deliver this kind of value, I'm your guy. I'm a good bet. Well, maybe you are not the best bet yet, but at least you're a good bet and you're working towards being the best bet. See, David was skillful in playing. What are you skillful in doing? What value can you bring to the table? The next is a mighty, valiant man. Are you a man of courage? Are you valiant? You are the one that is easily discouraged, you easily back out of things, you, you, you cannot stick to things, you cannot push through challenges, you, 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 you are easily frustrated by the different issues of life. Or if you are that kind of man, you cannot expect the David kind of result. You need to be a mighty, valiant man, a man of courage, a woman of courage. That can dare the odds, that can confront mountains. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be easy. You'll face issues of life that will shake you to the core. But do you always push on no matter what? A mighty villain man. Says, and he is a man of war. Are you a man of war? How solid is your prayer life? I'm telling you about the secret of David's greatness. This man was no ordinary man. Go read the book of Psalms and you understand the depth of his fellowship and intimacy with Jehovah, a man of war. Yes, David fought physical wars, but you know, in the New Testament, we understand we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Can you, can you wage serious warfare in the place of prayer? Next, he says he's prudent in matters, meaning to say, this is a man of wisdom. Prudent in matters. How well are you gathering wisdom? What kinds of books do you read? What kinds of things do you listen to? What kind of places do you go? Do you attend seminars, listen to TED Talks, read books and all of that? Wisdom. Are you gaining wisdom in talking to people who are far ahead of you? I mean, discussions that will put wisdom in your spirit. 
or you prefer talking to people at your level or below your level who are talking the same gutter language with you or reasoning at your level? Do you interact with people that can challenge the quality of your reasoning? Oh, I love that one a lot. When you think you know what you are saying, but they bring another perspective and you doff you and say, this is wisdom. Listen, the more you interact with such people, the more wisdom will be bathed in your own heart. It's prudent in matters. Are you such a man? Next, I'm a comely person. Are you a pleasant person? Pleasant in appearance, pleasant in, pleasant in approach, knows how to use pleasant words. Comely person. Easy to relate with. Are you comely or you are toxic or you are difficult? Are you filled with all sorts of drama? Or you are just a joy to be around? Many times people don't know that this is an important factor when it comes to the fulfillment of destiny. A comely person. And finally says the Lord is with him. Can you truly say the Lord is with you? Can you truly say the Lord is with you? What is the quality of your relationship with Jesus? What is the quality of your alignment to the will of God? These are the things that determine if you can beat your chest to say, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. So seven things that distinguish David. We took that reading from, from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 18. First is the sonship and found the son of Jesse. Next, it is the skillfulness, the, the mastery, delivery of values. This is cunning plain. Number three is the courage, the strength, a mighty valiant man. Number four, a man of war. That's the quality of prayer life. Number six, wisdom. And it's prudent in matters. And number seven, you know, being pleasant to be with a comely person. An agreeable person, a good man, easy to relate with. Finally, number seven, the Lord is with him. The assurance of God's presence. The Lord is with him. Are you saved? Are you born again? Are you living in alignment to the will of God? Can you truly say, the Lord is with me? I need you to go through these seven things one more time. Just in your mind, run through them. And ask yourself, can I be distinguished in life like David was? Do I have these qualities? Where do I need to improve? Pray that light will shine in your heart as you do so. And you will begin to take your journey upwards to become like David, a distinguished man in your own generation. In the name of Jesus, I commend you to God and I call you blessed till I come your way one more time tomorrow. Shalom. Do you know that Reverend Dr. Temilolu Aliu is a certified life coach and you can have a free coaching session with him? 
visit ordaincoach.com right away to learn more about him and this rare opportunity. Are you led to be a financial partner of our ministry or to support what God is doing through our ministry and this podcast? You can give online by visiting bit.ly forward slash give to precept today. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. We encourage you to live by the truth to your heart today and share the link with your friends and family. Don't forget to click the notification bell so that you won't miss any episode. The Lord bless you richly. Amen.